Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipittv. You're listening to BGN Radio. Eagles outside linebacker Connor Barwin joins us. I heard you guys are the best Eagles podcast there is out there in Philly, so I'm excited to talk to you guys. We have made it to the second Bud Light live series as we are here at uh, Nippers on Main Street in Norristown. It is John Barcher. It is James Elson. What is happening, buddy? How are you? It's exciting, man. I want to give a big shout out to German Reyes, who will come on with us later, the owner and a proprietor of Nippers here. And uh, it's a blast, man. We got lots of people. We got a prize wheel. We got... John and Sean are our uh, guys here, our promotions guys, helping sweet us out. Sweet haircuts, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Sweet glasses, sweet, sweet, sweet haircuts. haircuts, sweet looks. So, hey, if there are any single ladies out there, a couple good-looking fellas out here, you know, <laughs> you can make a move or two. Of course, we'll be on uh, Sports Radio 94 WIP on Saturday from 4, or actually it's changing because we have six eight, the man. Phillies, so we're going to do 6 to 8 p.m., and you can hear me and James uh, blather after that uh, until 10 p.m. But, James, you weren't on Episode number 190, the big celebration episode after the complete beatdown of the Steelers, <laughs> which was fantastic. I declared immediately after this football game, the Eagles are winning the NFC East. There's no doubt about it. Are you feeling the same way? Yeah, John. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't have a lot of bravado after beating the Steelers 34-3. to um, Yeah, look, the, the rest of the division has been less than impressive so far you know the Giants everyone was talking about the uh, greatest defense in the history of football they didn't look that great against Kirk Cousins and Washington because they so. lost because they <laughs> lost <too. laughs> it's uh yeah so you know they went from the greatest defense to to just an okay defense so look the, the rest of the division is is 
unimpressive, unexciting. I, I, this team is is good, man. I mean, look, we talked about it before. The formula when you when you look at the last few years of NFL football, outside of you know Peyton Manning, who is probably the smartest quarterback of our lifetime, and also had one of the great defenses in the history of the game. Outside of that, uh, you know, every Super Bowl that's been won has been won because the team had a, a great coach, a great quarterback, and a great defensive line, and, and were great defense in general. And that looks to be the formula that we're, you know, building here in Philadelphia. So I, I don't know how you couldn't be bullish. And I get the sense that people are holding; they want to say it. It's because we're all they want to say John, it, it's but they it's don't want to jinx it. This but is we're what happens. thinking it. We're all thinking it. It's like, wait it's a minute, hold S. on, hold on. <laughs> there, there's got to be something that's going to go wrong here. I, you know, to, uh, something will happen to ruin this. Which leads me to my next point, because I'm tired of I'm tired of that. Every week, I get I see Dallas fans trying to make excuses. I get I see Giants fans trying to tell you his team is just not that impressive. I see Washington fans. Hey, why don't you calm down there, guys? I see people like uh, Scott Kazmar. <laughs> who runs Football Outsiders, who's supposed to be a smart guy, right? Yeah, I like numbers, Football Outsiders. A lot of number crunching. They're number one in DVOA and defense on his website. They're number one in DVOA on offense on his website. And yet, still not buying into Carson Wentz because I'm guessing, I'm pretty sure that he's a Steelers fan, right? <laughs> he is from Pittsburgh. I think I've clarified that. But I am uh, <laughs> I think all of yeah, these sure. guys and all of Draft Trader can go shove it. Look, take <laughs> the loss. Take the loss. Yeah. You were wrong. I was wrong. James was wrong. Carson Wentz can play the position. Sorry, at an elite level, it looks like. Yeah, John. Look, he looks Except like an, it. Yeah, he looks like an elite. Co- I mean, just the recognition that he's shown, the the poise, the maturity. Uh, yeah, he looks like a, a, a generational type of quarterback. There, I say. <laughs> I, maybe, I, but maybe that's the case. Maybe. We're not ready to accept that. Right. Either. Well, that's the thing. We talked about it going in. We're like, look, if this kid's an all-time great, and, and again, <laughs> you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But if he is, we'll know right away. Did we not say that over and over and over again? We said if we see it, we'll see it. You'll and know we'll in the know. first eight weeks. And guess what? It certainly feels like we know it. I, I think that we're just a little scared to, to fully buy in. But, uh, you know, the, the thing that's really got me has been just the, the, the over, you know, like – it, Dak Prescott. It, it, apparently, Carson Wentz is not as good as Dak Prescott because that's what that's what I've heard. The vast majority of people. Well, that's told really me, just Skip Bayless, hey, right? But, yeah, and but all it's of just it's out of it's, it's like outrageous. I'm it, if you have watched these two quarterbacks play and look, with I don't want to take away from what Dak has done because he has been really good for that team and protected the football and and especially as a, a fourth round pick, he has certainly looked really really good. But you watch these two kids play. I mean, it's it's different levels of football. I mean, one Carson Wentz is being asked to do so much more than Dak Prescott. It's it's just not even a, a fair comparison. It's not fair to Dak, really. I mean, no, they're they're you know. So I, I I've had enough of the the Dak Prescott is better than Carson Wentz discussion. And that's what I mean. I Done want that. I want to even though he plays for Dallas. I want to say that yes, Dak Prescott has been impressive. But because of that narrative that keeps coming out of there, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna allow it. I'm not. <laughs> I won't not, let this happen. If you're not going to allow me to uh, just enjoy this, and that's what I'm saying. Yes, this could all come crashing down, right? Carson Wentz sure. could completely revert into. Or some, he could just get hurt. Or which is hurt. my bigger fear. Yeah, that that's a legitimate worry. Oh okay. My God. Can you imagine? <laughs> he a, did better though. He he did a better job. I think one thing that we haven't really talked about about that Sears game was. You know, he ran out of bounds. He did. It seemed to. It's, yes. But that's the thing with this kid, right? It's like there, if there's something wrong, it seems like he's like, all right, I'm going to fix it, and it's fixed. You know, so. It's, uh, it was really it was heartening to watch him t- 
take care of his body. In that yeah, way. he learns. It seems like he learns immediately. Every well, it's like what Frank Reich, one percent, top one percent. I mean, you hear it all the time. How how this kid's processing ability in his brain is just so much further ahead of where you know kids are at this age and this you know time in their development. So yeah, and, and again, you keep hearing, you keep hearing different Hall of Fame quarterbacks get compared to this guy. <laughs> the, so all I, of them. I kind of understand. I was just like, all right, calm down. Can we can we well, calm down I for saw, a second? Like Peyton, Peyton Manning. I saw an and article. Harve I saw an article everybody. on CBS Sports. I was just looking through, and and the article says Carson Wentz has been compared to every or no Carson. <laughs> yeah, it's Carson Wentz is a combination of every great quarterback in the history of the NFL. <laughs> It like, seems like a, a, yeah. a ringer, a ringer type of yeah. post. But, but it's true it's when true, you look though. at the numbers. I mean, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Ben Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck, Jim Kelly. Those are just the five names off the top of my head, and I'm sure I'm missing others. Carson Wentz in his first three weeks has been compared to all five of those Hall of Famers, or Andrew Luck, you know, not all of them yeah. yet, but like we well, can throw Big Ben in there yeah, too. Yeah, I, right? I mean, these guys are. I mean, Ben, Ben and Peyton are, are locks of Hall of Famers in yeah. my mind. I'm not even, you know, not even a question. Um, but uh, you know, it's every great quarterback you've ever heard of. It's Carson Wentz. Yeah, and that's where, like, hey, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I guess we can, we can be on there. I mean, like, it's impressive, and I don't. <laughs> and here, here, what my point was, I don't care. I don't, about care. I don't care if he reverts back. I don't care if there's the, the rookie yips kind of come up in there. I don't care. I don't if this think team they're gonna. I don't think it matters. Being, yeah. I, I think this statement doesn't matter because I really like as far as rookie yips, as far as like all oh, the interceptions are coming, and the, I don't think they are anymore. Like I, this kid is it, no, and they're he's not. not a kid. He's mature. I mean, like there will be interceptions. Don't get me wrong, but. I don't think we're we're gonna be we we have that type of like real rookie lull in store. I don't. But just enjoy it. Can we just enjoy it? That's what I'm saying. Like, how is there? No, why are there so many? No, like, it's you, Philadelphia. You just for, it's not even Philadelphia this time. That's what's great. It's everybody else. Don't enjoy this. I uh, my team is bad. I'm a New York Giants fan, and my team is bad. Therefore, yours can't be either. <laughs> oh right? man! And you I notice how you got mo- any Giants fans? A, in a, a ton of Dallas fans just decided that Dak Prescott is impressive after a Bears win after they told the Philadelphia fans don't be impressed <laughs> yeah, with it. It's just it's the, the Bears. Bears. Yeah, but it's just the and Bears. But- and we didn't, they didn't even get Brian Hoyer. You know, what the hell, man? Well, not just that. They, like, half the defense was out with injuries. Eddie Goldman's out. Uh, Freaking, uh, I'm missing the names, but there were like two or three Bears starters from the Eagles game who got hurt and did not play in that Dallas yes. game. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But, but we have to pump the brakes on Carson. They don't have to pump the brakes on Dak. It is interesting. Can you imagine if, if Carson were down in Dallas with that hype machine and that how they do these things? Like, oh, my God. It would be out It'd of be control, and coming. it would be justified. It's a shame that we can't hype it up as well as they can. But why like. can't we? Like, let's do I'm that. Trying, I don't man. want to pump the brakes. I told everybody not to. Last <laughs> episode, let's go. Let's do this thing. And just to reiterate, Scott Kazmar, kiss my ass. Yes. Just admit you're a Steelers fan and move on. That's all I am saying. All of draft Twitter can suck it. Yeah, Sian Fahey. You were wrong. Take the it. loss. Yeah, seriously. Oh, <laughs> my on, God. Guy. Listen, <laughs> I, that's, the, that's, the th- that's the up and down of draft Twitter, right? It's like I, th- very insightful, and they tell me things that I don't know, which I think is great, players that I need to watch out for, and then they just hold on to the rope forever. Draft draft Twitter is like <laughs> an enigma in and of itself. It, it, it's like a... I can't even describe draft Twitter. It's I, I want nothing. I stay away from draft Twitter. I, I take in the information I need, and otherwise I try not to get too involved because I'm scared it it's going to do something to me. Well, let's see where you're at with this thing, James, because we had a little discussion sure. on watching Monday Night Football, and I've since changed my mind on one of them after the awful performance against Atlanta tonight. But who are you taking over Carson Wentz right now? 
Is it? Are you taking? Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Are we talking like for right now this season? Or right are we talking now, like what I trade him for? Because it's a very different. Let's question. go right now and beyond. We can get into the beyond. Let's go right now and into right, the beyond. For, for right now, moving forward in the entire NFL, so we're going for the rest of their careers. Let me just give you some names and we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Shoot me at him and I'll say yes now. Tom Brady. I I don't know. The I, answer I, is yes, James. You're he's taking Tom 30, Brady. He's eight years old or whatever. <laughs> like I, Carson's twenty four. I got this kid's whole career in front of me. I, uh, if I'll give you a strong maybe. How about that? A strong, a strong maybe. maybe let's go. Let's talk about the guy he just played against, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I, I probably. I mean, same, same. Yeah, I probably take Ben. I don't know. I love Carson. Drew Brees. No, absolutely not. We disagree here. No, Drew Brees is done. That guy has nothing left. You know, we saw it last night. That team is bad, and he's missing throws. I think we're starting to see the downside of Drew Brees. He'll still put up numbers from a fantasy perspective. He's going to be good. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I, I would absolutely not, I wouldn't think twice. I would not trade Carson Wentz for Drew Brees. I, uh, I would think about it. Oh, you've t- I, last night you said you would do it. You, I would you do it. Now, well, that's your what tone I'm, a little bit. I like to, this. When, when Atlanta comes in there and an Atlanta defense <laughs> yeah. kind of takes care of business. When you get you outplayed by it. Matt Ryan, things are bad. It depends, though, because this is – I mean, like, it's not just – Carson that's flipped us here, right? It's been Doug. It's Doug, sure. It's been Reich. It's been Filippo. So if you give me Drew Brees with those three, I can't believe I'm saying this, by the way. If you give me Drew Brees and those three guys, I have to think about it. You know? No. The way they skate. I mean, can we we'll admit talk this about point? career. If you're saying I'm trying to win a Super Bowl today, sure, I'm taking Drew Brees over Carson Wentz. All right. But let's let's, uh, let's go with some of the other rookies. Okay. Or, or second year guys. Jameis Winston. Yeah, I'd probably take Winston over him still, yeah, so but I. it's close. Like, and but because Winston, I think Winston physically is just as good, if not better. And the thing about Winston is he has those same intangibles that I really like about Wentz. Outside of the, you know, I don't think he's as as uh, uh, let's put. I don't think Jameis Winston is a worship music kind of guy, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yes. But but you know the the quotes from him when they lost that forty seven game against Arizona and him just you know talking about why he was still on the field and how he's out there with his guys he's the leader of this team he's gonna play with his guys at the end and go down with the ship like I like that I feel like Jameis Winston's a guy who is a team guy who wants to win who can be a yeah. leader so I I probably have to go Winston but I I, I think about it Marcus Mary oh man this is great too because me and BLG. Uh, Brandon Lee Gout and uh, uh, the great Birds 24-7. It's so weird to say Birds 24-7, but he's <laughs> doing such an awesome job over there. Um, we talked about this after the Cleveland game and, and after we got that first taste of Wentz and we saw some of those throws and we're like, wow, like this is special. There's something here. Yeah. We were both like, I, I think I'd still go Mariota. I am happy to report that has since changed because I would not trade Carson Wentz for Marcus Mariota right I'm now. not going to get caught up in the trap. I, I don't I'm think it's still a trap. Taking, I think I'm still I, taking I, I Mariota. See, I don't think it's that. I think physically, and, and, and I understand why you would take Mariota, but everything I've seen of Mariota, he doesn't have that. Like, dude, like, there's something about Wentz, man. He's special. He's infectious. Like, the quote's coming out of Peterson talking, like, this kid's infectious. You know, it, it spreads to the locker room. And that feels like the way this team has played. They have played with an energy and, an, and like, an infectious excitement that we haven't seen in a long time. I which is like, I don't know if Marcus I haven't seen Marcus Mariota do that even at Oregon I haven't seen that guy do that he seems like a nice affable kid nice quiet fella yeah a right? nice quiet fella are we I going don't back to uh, Carson once to uh, what's that guy's name Bissinger when he was talking Buzz. about Nick Foles Buzz Bissinger where he's just like yeah if you just don't if you don't have that type of swagger you're not going to make it and I, I could see that it's I funny because I didn't that. necessarily agree with him at the time and I don't agree with I think Buzz takes it a little far but I do think you need look I, I think you need to be a bit of an alpha as a quarterback I think there's something to that. You have to 
command the room. Uh, I think it matters. And I got to tell you, just from like, you know, because we we were there for Cleveland, and then there was, oh, it, it, there was this like I, I wasn't quite sure after the Bears game how those guys were feeling. And then you go into the locker room and you kind of get that sense. And literally, I mean, Jason Kelsey, we played little clips from last week, was so impressed. Like again, he's just like, I know he gets the praise, I know it's there, but. I mean, he just has it. It's there. Everybody in the locker room won't stop talking about him. Well, how about the Steelers players, too? I mean, that's where you start to hear the, the you know, when you've got a team like the Steelers, uh, uh, quote, unquote, and this is not for me. This is from every other single person in the frigging country coming in, a Super Bowl contender, a top Super Bowl contender. And you to Brandon the, Graham this morning yeah. on 94 WIP, see you in the Super Bowl because no one's going to block you. That's what came through. That's what I mean. How are you not supposed to go? You have okay. Cam Hayward saying Cam Hayward, whose dad was a a, a great fo- like who's been around football his whole life and is on that Steelers defense saying that kid played like a freaking Hall of Famer. I mean, that that's the kind of stuff coming out of that locker room. So, yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Look, it it, it would have been look the whole that that's the part that I think we're kind of hit, hitting at here is the fact that I get it. If you want to say after the Browns and the Bears, if you want, if your argument is like let's see him beat a real team. That's fine. It's over now. But that's over. Get over <laughs> it. Like, look, you just saw him dismantle and dismember and beat the crap out of a Super Bowl contender. I'm not saying that means that this Eagles team is, is a Super Bowl contender, but it certainly means that this team and this quarterback deserve a lot more credit than coming up with it reasons why he, you know, it's a fluke. It's uh, BGN Radio, Bud Light Live. We are enjoying all the amenities uh, here at uh, Nippers. I, lo- I love Nippers so much. It's it, my new favorite place. Too. Yeah. Uh, uh, German, who we're going to talk to a little later, German Reyes, who's the <laughs> owner of the establishment, <laughs> has the largest <laughs> tailgate bus. We will put the pictures up. It's, yeah. it's If you're not looking at it, if you're listening to this, you can head to be, uh, bleedinggreennation.com right now and go check this thing out because we're going to post it. I mean, it's awesome. He, he allowed us to drive it. <laughs> you know, it was it was awesome. It's a, there's a DJ booth inside, there's a D- and there's there's a, a you know beer keg tab. There's yes. all kind, and and he was telling me I was talking to him. He's like they you know they have a guy who drives them down. So they just go down and have a blast and party. Though it's awesome. They're it's in the, the coolest setup. They're in the K lot, by the way, and he was telling us that they are there the moment the gates open. Yes, so and he said they go, go down with about out. 17 to 20 people and then meet up with another 30 to 40. So it's like a huge group of people, food, party, all kinds of awesome stuff. And so. he owns a restaurant, so I mean like... He's with, good at with, it. Yeah. With fantastic pizza that, by the way, has happy hour pizza prices. Yes. That, which is amazing. You and, go, and hold on real quick. $3 Bud Lights all day, every day. Yes. Like, that's insane. Yes, $3 Bud Lights, pizza... Uh, Nippers and Norristown on Main Street. It's Norristown. we're having a. Uh, what I say? See, you said Norristown, but it sounded like Doylestown. So I just wanted to no. correct. Doylestown there. stinks. We both I live agree. there, I right? Hate Doylestown. <laughs> hate it. Until we go there on our uh, on our next adventure. Love you, Doylestown. <laughs> I've missed you. No, Doylestown's great. I mean, that's a great I, I, I place to grow. I lived in Doylestown for five years. Yeah, six of course. Years, so yes, I'm good with Doylestown. Uh, so uh, getting back to the quarterbacks, I'm curious about this one just because he's been compared to him so many times. Andrew Luck. I take yes luck. No? Yeah, I, I would. I, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I love. I look. I said I take him over a lot of really great quarterbacks. Luck is still really young, and and for me, uh, Luck is. And I know that you know he's had injuries and hasn't worked out exactly as you expected. Yeah. But when he's on and when he's the best, Luck has impressed me more than any other any other quarterback since you know Aaron Rodgers. You know, finally got the chance and showed us what he could do. Like, it's been that long. Like, I mean, luck's that good in my mind. Yeah, and amazing how, um, you know, the media is criticizing 
Green, the Green Bay Packers well, offense, he, did, and he goes and throws four well, touchdowns. It, it Shockingly, like, I know. One more time. I'm so mad at myself. It's like <laughs> I, I play DFS. I, I like. I should have known. Yes. I should have known. You always know. All week, and I knew it. I knew it. I picked the game. I said Green Bay. I'm like, listen, if there's anything left in Aaron Rodgers in this offense, he has seen everything that everyone has said. That's Aaron Rodgers. He knows exactly what everyone's saying. He is going to come out and kill it. Um, and yet I somehow didn't remember to actually translate into DFS money. So. And the same thing with my elimination pool because Green Bay was wide open and I decided, you know what? Yep. Winston and the boys down in Tampa oh, are going to take care of business. And of course oh, they don't. Man. So womp womp on that one as well. <laughs> and that's the other thing too. As much as Carson Wentz has been the phenom here and, and deservedly so, I mean, I, I could I could replay and watch that Sproles touchdown oh, and yeah. how it developed and how he shaked out of pressure all night long. The other thing that I'm, I'm noticing, too, is just like the, it, you, we, we have called this and everybody, I mean, literally everybody in Philadelphia called this, but this defense is starting to get hit, hit that special range that we're talking about now. That is not a mirage that you saw. That was one of the best schemers in the NFL. That was one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. And the, the best, I'll just say it now, best it's the best tandem. safety tandem. I agree. Suck it, Earl Thomas. It is the best safety tandem it is in right the now. NFL At right At least now. with the way they're playing right now in terms of health, all that stuff. I think Malcolm Jenkins and McLeod are better than Chancellor and Thomas at Without this exact doubt. moment. Yeah. Um, and like you said, the D-line is we were talking about on the car ride over because John and I are nerds and spend all our free time actually <laughs> talking about the Eagles. So, like, we probably should just record ourselves all the time. Um, but... I mean, like you go through the defenses and you could say, all right, defensive line specifically, you could say that the Broncos and Seattle are better. And then after that, I would I would probably take Minnesota and the Jets. But like they're in that next conversation of like that, you know, three to seven range. That's the group that they're in. And then that safety tandem is, like we said, the tops, whatever top three, if you really want to get finicky and, you know, go one way or the other. And then the guy we were just talking about, I mean, uh, Jordan Hicks might be the most underrated player in the city in, in any sport, really, because he has, uh, uh, in the, what, 11 games he's played in this city, he's been just like to every single everywhere. one. He's never been bad. He's never had a bad showing in the city. You know, he's, he's been, the, and that's the thing with the Schwartz events, and we talked about it a lot as well. It comes down to coaching. I mean, they're executing, they're coached so well, and they play together, and you know, like we said, I really think that it comes down to the fact that if, you know, if Wentz is what we think he is, and, and Doug Peterson, man, that guy is a, is a good coach already, like we, yeah. <laughs> like a good coach, um, you know, because that, how many, that's the formula. How many, you know, how many people have been out of place? Well, that's what I mean. Weeks? Like how many uh, head scratch, how many delay games has there been? How many, like everything seems to be exactly where they need to be. And I mean, even where. You know, Jenkins and Jenkins and McLeod make those long range like, oh God, they're doing a crossing route. I have to get there. They were there, like they were prepared. It was like it was all instant reaction because they knew the information. They never knew it was going to be. Well, you know, it's it, crazy. Yeah. Well, first of all, with the Jenkins thing, I heard a I don't know which uh, uh, WIP caller was, but someone say that he's their best cover guy, and I, and he is. And I hadn't really just thought about that way, but I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, this is great. Like you're wow, right, he's is, their best. I didn't think about that <laughs> no, he's their best cover defender. He really is. He's terrific. Um, but uh, when you look at the the talking about the coaching man, and it's especially compared to last season. With the the mental errors, the breakdowns, the breakdowns in coverage, just the defensive errors across the board, the X plays over and over and over and over again, the lack of execution, it has been the opposite through three games. Like you said, John, all that stuff, I don't even remember, uh, like, 
I don't remember a missed assignment, and I'm sure there have been them, and, and you know, the, the, there are missed assignments all the time that, that most people well, don't even notice. Uh, Jenkins on the Alshon. Jeffrey. There you go, Jenkins. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but the point There's is like, one. But, yeah. that's, but that's the point. I mean, they were there were five or six a game last year with that chip team, yeah. and, and, and we have seen a, a well-coached team that is executing at a very high level. Football, like ultimately, when it comes down to it, is execution. I mean, that is the most basic principle of exec- of, of football. Is if you execute, you are going to win more often than not. And this team is executing at a really high level. Yeah, and it's and I would say, I, I don't know. I, I just can't. What I want to say really is just when you, in terms of execution too, is just um, I, I Nigel Bradham. I, I keep bringing <laughs> his name up because it's just like because he's a really good player. You think that he is. I don't know. I just looked at him as maybe most of the folks around here all the shorts kind of thought guys. of that too. Just you know, just think, all right, well, this is another guy that's used to the system. Let's not. I thought he was very McKelvin like, you know, a pedestrian type of linebacker, but sure. just another guy. Like, when is the last time you have seen that guy cover? So he went one on one with Antonio Brown yeah. and won. Yeah, no, like, he's what and, is happening and here? has a nose for the ball, has a nose for the play. That's the thing I love going more cabana boys. Yeah, but yeah, well, hey, <laughs> let, let's avoid the cabana boys on that one. But um that that's the thing that I love about Hicks too, is it just seems like it just seems like he's always around the ball, always around the play, and Bradham has that kind of feel too. And um it's 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 interesting to think about that other spot on the field because um, you know, we talked about Tulloch playing, we talked about how bad Kendricks has been. It's um, uh, how good for me? How good Hicks and Bradham have been has also kind of highlighted how bad Michael Kendricks has gotten as a football player. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, and uh, that the, you might hear the the spinning wheel the in the background. Spinning so. wheel. Did you guys win over there? Did you guys win on the wheel? Did we get it? Did, Did we, we get a win? Prize? It looks so, like we got a win. Okay, good. So every week we're going to be... I feel like there have been a lot of wins. Gifts, prizes, all the all the good stuff. There's the Eagles cheerleader uh, calendars. There's many footballs. We got some grand prizes from the MLB Network. There's a lot of cool things that are happening here. And as cool as everything has been, um, here and just w- with this season, I, I just want to get back to Jordan Hicks for a second because I, I think that there... And, and I think he felt the frustration, too, of not getting the credit that they deserve and not getting, like, you know, the praise that they did. I mean, he was really pissed. Not pissed. It was in the most mild-mannered way you could tell he was holding back in the locker room this past week and just saying, like, if, if man, if they don't, if nobody gives us respect right now, whoo, <laughs> whoo, and you just wanted to, he wanted to say so many F-bombs. And so, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I think that there is a, I, I won't even – maybe it's an underappreciation of what he's doing. I don't know what it is. But Jordan Hicks, much like – I think that because there's so many things going on, because there's a lot of great players on this defense, he's the one that gets lost in the shuffle right now. Well, and you could almost kind of say, like, until after the Steelers game, the defense on the whole was getting lost in the shuffle because of Wentz. And we because even said that. It, We yeah. all did, it, yeah. and that's fine. But I, I agree. I think in terms of production – how well Hicks has played has certainly been the most under-discussed part of the defense so far. And, um, I mean, you talked to him in the locker room. That's the thing is, for you to even say that he's on the, the, the verge of an F-bomb, I mean, Jordan Hicks, uh, uh, at least of the players that I've met on this team, and I haven't been in the locker room yet this season, but it, in the past, he's one of the more eloquent, soft-spoken people I've ever met on a football team. Very bright, very interesting, good talker, but... Very quiet, kind of, uh, you know, unassuming type of person. So 
it, to, to get him to feel that even if you felt that oh, type I felt of, it. that's yeah. what I mean. Like that, that's saying something because that is not Jordan Nix. Jordan Nix is, is a quiet, mild mannered guy. So he's really feeling that. And that's why I'm and exactly to that point. That's he said it in the most like elegant way. He's like, yeah, well, uh, that's okay. People want to do that, but you could tell he just wanted to go home and score. Yeah. Just like, you know, just like, I can't believe this. Goes into his, uh, wait, wait, gets his little screaming jars. <laughs> yes, yes, what show exactly. is that? Someone, yeah. Anyone know what show that is? Screaming they, jar. No, the screaming know. jar. It's something, and it's pretty funny. And I get, no, Jack, I got, got me on that? No one? No, no one got me on that. Well, it's, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. We, uh, like we said, if you want to come out here. Yeah, the, we want to get the, the prizes, audience people. Yeah, the prizes are, are a part of it. Um, and the, the best thing about coming out and just visiting everybody here is, you know, people come and hang out with you, and we want you to be a part of the podcast. So if you're listening to us now, if we're in your area, come hang out. And our good friend, Jack Fritz, hanging out right now. Jack, what's going on? <laughs> I'm we're trading away headphones because we're, we're dumb enough not to bring an yeah, extra Yeah, and I, I'm close enough. I'm in between. I'm in the middle for all the people not here, so I can hear both of you either way. So I'll go headphone list. Yeah, and the great part about Jack is he runs uh, at Philly Fan Life, which has – Amassed over a 20, lot more Twitter followers than we do. Twenty-two thousand. <laughs> funny enough, because I was telling Jack just before we started uh, on a radio show last year, you had—I mean, like, what is it up to? Like seven thousand retweets now? Like Seventy-two hundred retweets. Seventy-two hundred yeah. retweets of the union like fighting songs. I don't think I have seventy-two hundred retweets <laughs> for all of my tweets yeah, combined over the history I, I of my Twitter either. account. It's doing but, pretty well. Yeah. So I want to. I always wanted to push that and make that. A thing for, it's, for it's, Eagles fans. It's, it's crazy. way too cool not to be a part of an Eagles game. I mean, it, it, Union fans is one thing, but like when you get like drunk Eagles fans, <laughs> yes. it's a completely different ball game. Like how amazing would it be? I, again, like Dallas, we we're from Philly, we're from Philly. No one likes us. We don't care. So I think we got to try and push that forward each week. Maybe we'll do it on the radio show. I, well, I think in general, like soccer fandom, like whatever you want to rip about soccer, you know, and all that. If you're not a soccer fan. But, like, their fans get down, man. Like, their fans are serious and no joke. And, like, there's nothing wrong with taking a little bit of that and getting a little more wild. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, we need to we need to turn it up here. But, Jack, what, it, what have been your thoughts basically of the first three weeks of the Eagles season? Well, what were your expectations beforehand going into this thing? As soon as Bradford got traded, what was going through your mind? Well, what was it, like, September? So, yeah. naturally, eight, a week. Eight days before the season. A week, a week before the season, <laughs> everything changes for me. It's like I go from, like, oh, maybe six wins to, like, all right, maybe a playoff spot. So, naturally. Really? Right off the bat? No, it's just, like, my natural, like, fandom in me where it's like, you know what, maybe they'll be good this year. It's a natural thing. But uh, I, I was so excited for Wentz regardless. I still felt, like, seven and nine-ish. But uh, after the first game, I walked out of there a little, dr- <laughs> a little drunk. And I was like. Super Bowl, like we did, we beat the Browns. We have we have a legit franchise quarterback now. Like we can't, he can't, he can't so, flight so that. So you knew right away. You're like this. Right? Oh, I, well, see, I talk. See, here's my thing. Here's my problem. I, I've talked myself into every single Eagles quarterback ever. <laughs> so like, I, I try to be, I try to calm down with Wentz, but I just couldn't do it. Like I'd, I'd never seen a rookie quarterback come in immediately and, and command the offense like that. He can make every throw. It, it's just. It's it's impossible to be upset about anything right now, and uh, it, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, like I think you're just trying to look. For, you're looking for something, right? Like well, you're just looking for something. Yeah, to, it's almost like it's like it's um my whole outlook on the world is like it's like nothing can make me sad anymore. Nothing. Make, it really is. It's it's kind of weird, and it's kind of hard to you know process because. It really has changed my whole outlook on on life, on everything. I'm just I'm just a happier person, 
Because I can say to people, my quarterback is better than yours. Like, that <laughs> means so much to me. You can become a happier person? Yeah, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think that was possible. Neither, did, neither did I, but it, it is true. I have living uh, proof and audio, video. Yeah. Uh, Smiling right now. Yeah, exactly. It's just infectious. I mean, it, it's literally infectious. I love it. But, yeah, that, and that's where it comes down to, like, you know, I, I, I mean, at what point is there ever going to be – maybe it just doesn't happen. Maybe Wentz never has a rookie thing. You know, is that possible? That's what I was thinking today. It's like it's like everyone's talking about, like, oh, he's going to go through his lulls. I'm like, what if he doesn't go through a lull? Like, yeah. when, like when are we going to stop saying he's a rookie quarterback and start accepting that he's could be a, he's probably a top-ten quarterback right now? Or even this. Yeah, I, I, I like think already. What, when is the last time, like, I think RG3 is a pretty good example yeah. of coming out firing and then kind of disappearing into the sun. Other than that, I can't remember another quarterback that came in year one, looks like him. Russell Wilson, kind of. But not no, at, no, not, but not never reverted. I'm saying, like, I I can't think of a oh, quarterback. Oh, reverted! That, yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't let you finish there. Yeah, yeah. I jumped in. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's my bad. But so that's what happens when you have headphones on? <laughs> so I think. I mean, like, other than I, I, I can't think of another guy that has just gone completely backwards. Yeah. What's, what's he going to get worse at? Like, he's not going to yeah. get dumber. His work ethic's not. Like, he's not going to get too shocked by the moment and people getting hype about him. He's going to stop getting there at five fifteen in the morning. And all this stuff. Like, I, I can't see him, like, his arm is not going to regress for 10 to 15 years probably. Uh, he's, he's still fast. I don't know. It's just, like, I, I can't see him getting much worse than anything. Well, especially when you consider the fact that, you know, he's watching film on dates and at 530 in the morning and all that. Like, you like, buy point, that, by the way? There's no, no way I don't even that, care. Right? Uh, no, but the point <laughs> is I do buy that he is that type of person who puts in everything that he has to this. So the, the concept that he's going to get worse is, like, it's antithetical. Like, if anything, you should think he's going to get better because he's getting more reps. He's getting more opportunities. Like, oh, I've seen that before. Oh, I've seen that before. Oh, I can do that. Or, oh, I got enough time to do this. I mean, that's just, you know, anything in life you get better at when you do reps. And then when you take someone who is at such a high level from Jump Street in, a, in such a, you know, kind of a, a – a, a, that's the word I'm looking for, like a, a tumultuous start, like yeah. at least leading in or, or, you know, with a lot of things making you think against him going in to come out and be this good this quick. It's like, no, I don't I don't think he's going to have a rookie lull. I don't think he's going to regress. I, I think that we'll have some some games where whether it's because of luck or whether it's because of just a really tough opponent, like things will happen and mistakes will happen. But I think that this kid is going to get better. I really yeah. do. Yeah. And then and, and to. A lot of the critics here, Jack, where it's just like, yeah, well, the, you know, a lot of these are dump offs. There hasn't been a ton of deep throws, but it's not like his willingness is still there. And what do you want him to do? You want him to throw? He can't catch it for Jordan Matthews and Nelson Aguilar, can he? I mean, after the Bears game, I kept on hearing people be like, well, he threw for 190 yards. At the same time, I was thinking they left 82 yards on the field. Yes. So like and it, a touchdown or two on the field as that, well. That yeah. changes everything, you know. He takes the shots when he needs to take the shots. He takes the dump offs when they're there. He makes he has it in three games. I can't count on two fingers how or two hands how many bad throws the guys made. Yeah, and and when he does, the, uh, I like yeah. Even even the I've heard heard a couple of people say even like there's there hasn't been like a shot off of the shoulder or like no. a, a, a random tip or like you know every ball seems to be exactly. In the vicinity where it needs to be, and when it's not, it's high and it doesn't affect him going and through it. Right? It's purposefully that way. Like it, when it when he's off, he's off on purpose. You know, he says, "All right, I have this much room to miss, and if I miss here, it's not going to get intercepted." It does seem like there's even thought in the misses. See, he learned, he watched the Patriot. Aim small, miss small, right? <laughs> aim small, miss small. Aim small, miss small. 
But um, so what? When is this team going to lose, fellas? That's the next question for me. When's it? Never again. <laughs> Sixteen and zero. Nineteen and zero. Nineteen and zero. Man, about it. I, I think. Uh, oh, hold on. Look at me. Oh, look at that. What I said. I hey, said Magnus I did a little prep before. Beautiful. I said uh, this was taking one of our free schedules. Again, all kinds of cool prizes here, including schedules that I'm looking at right now. Um, John, I'm going to have to say that they're going to lose. Ooh, I don't even want to say it. They're going to lose to Sam Bradford, 5-0. I guess they don't have a bye. So 5-0 Eagles versus 6-0 Vikings, and the Vikings win. I wow. selfishly hope that gonna be they're both undefeated. Oh, no, so. I definitely want that. Would that would be amazing. amazing. No selfishness. That's totally 100% want that. That's where his, I've said that's where his first interception is going to come <laughs> is against Minnesota. I don't know if they lose, but they probably will. I think, uh, yeah, I, I like 5-1 and one after Minnesota. I think yeah. it might be the Oh, you don't right think they're going to lose? I've heard someone say that Detroit could be a really tough game. <laughs> no? <laughs> I mean, it might be. I mean, it's on I, the road. It's, it's, Look, it's coming. Interesting, but though. It, Real quick, can we just talk? Like, it's interesting thinking about Andy. I mean, Doug Peterson has been with Andy Reid for a long, long time. And there is something to the Andy out of the bye thing. So maybe there are some of those things that Doug kind of learned along the way, potentially. Well, even so, I mean, just for any coach, you have an extra week to kind of plan out against Matt Stafford. Absolutely. And, and Especially they, a really they, good coach. They what? just beat the one of the best offenses in the freaking land. So 30, what, what was it? What was Brandon's stat? BLG had the best. Like, I think it's like the, for like the last year or 16 last games or 10 something. Games. 10 last, games. it yeah. was. Th they've averaged 31 points per game. And the Eagles held them to three. three. <laughs> that's, that's, it's, it's, it, I can't. I can't fathom it. It's just like I didn't think that that was even close to being possible this this early on, you know. Well, I mean, I feel bad for the eighty percent of the public that that took the Steelers <laughs> as, as soon as that line came out. Is that what it went up to eventually? It was like wow. between seventy-five and eighty percent of the public was on the Steelers, and I said, James, there is no way <laughs> that Vegas is losing this much money on the Eagles. I didn't think it was be thirty-four to three. But it was like I had a good feeling they were going to at least cover that three yeah. and a half, and they come out. I mean, I never thought I could see the the, the Steelers defense be stopped like or Steelers offense being stopped like that. But uh, credit to Malcolm Jenkins, Jordan Hicks. I mean, yeah. I heard you guys talk about Jordan Hicks before. That made me happy because <laughs> yeah. I, I love that man. Yeah, so, much. so do I. It, it, it's kind of amazing how we've got this you know third round gem come in and play as well as he did last year, and then coming into this season, I mean, is it just because of the injury, you think, where, like... Probably, everybody was because, like, well, I mean, let's see. It's almost like he's just, like, an afterthought, and, and he might, again, be after Fletcher Cox, and maybe Malcolm Jenkins the best player on the defense again. I mean, Brandon Graham's been great, too, but, like, he's been that good. He's in that discussion. But there's so many people that are good, good on this defense. It's a good defense, It's man. amazing. They're just like, oh, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, the range on the safety. So, yes, Jordan Hicks can go fly side to side. Like, it's it's a it's a really good deep. I, I, I mean, I, I I didn't believe that it could be a top five defense. I certainly believe that it can be now. Yeah, look, I think I think it's top ten already. You know then, for sure. Then I what mean, are we holding back on? Then what is everybody? If you have a, you know, John, it is the number one offense and the number one defense. Because week three, we are holding back because we've been hurt before. That's why Smarty Jones is not walking it, through that we door. We have been hurt before, and it is hard to give your heart back when that's happened, John. Well, well here's what I think. I mean, because I mean, we'll we'll throw in just a touch of Sixers in here too. But uh, uh, you know, if you have, I, I just James and I were kind of talking about could this eventually be? Oh man, see, I don't even want to jinx it now. You have it could be these conversations are all right for the car when it's just you and yeah. me, but then you know. Yeah, probably not for the public because then you get the tweets and then everything, and you're an idiot and blah blah blah. 
It could be a very special time in Philadelphia. So check mark Carson Wentz. In October, we're going to see the dynamic duo. We're going to see Simmons and Embiid. I love that name, by the way. Can we roll with that? I guess so. Yeah, sure. Why not? Starting it. It's happening. Uh, and, you know, the Flyers are going to be a little little farther on with what they're gonna go doing and developing, but there's special players that are coming in there too. Is Philadelphia going to be a special place in the next three years? The new New England? You know, <laughs> <as> it's, <laughs> that's what, that's I mean, literally right? we were like, could we both? They suffered for a very, Boston? very long they time, did. and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, yeah, by the way. Blah, blah, blah. And well. that's – they, we, suffered, they suffered what the the eight, the nineties. Well, just that we talked about. I mean, the Celtics obviously didn't suffer, yeah, but yeah, everyone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, Everywhere outside else. of that, I mean, the Patriots obviously never won one until they won one, and and yeah, Red Sox. Uh, I understand. It's a long time for the Red Sox. You're a little young to remember yeah. that, Jack. Eighty six years is a long time. I remember the nineteen eighteen team. It wasn't that special. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Babe Ruth as a Red Sox, and I can't believe they traded him. I said at the time. So is it gonna? I mean, like that's what's gonna take though. Like they physically have to. Do, I mean. Obviously, they have to win something, but can't you know nobody wants to get excited about it. You had four new GM transitions again, like something. It's either going to be really good or really bad, and so far it looks just like it's going to be really, really good. Well, Joel Embiid is playing for twenty years now. That's what he said the other day. He said he said he's going to have a twenty-year career. So as long as he has yeah. that, I think that's a good chance. Yes. Uh, and then no more know, injuries. Just Simmons and Embiid is going to be so beautiful. Like it, what I thought about the other, but after the Bears game, I was like, in a month, we're going to have. Eagles all week to look forward to, but during that week, instead of watching the Phillies, who are they hit their over, which is all I cared about. But <laughs> sixty-six and a half was that what it was? I got it sixty-three. Wow, look so at you! That was, it was the early one. Yeah, early. it was an early bet. But here's it real quick with that, just to, to interject before you finish your point. That team should have never gotten that over. That that hot streak of the VNC is like, oh, uh, the Phillies good? Could the Phillies be good? And I kept saying, no, they're terrible. It's an all run differential. That's Look the only it. reason that they got there. Anyway, moving right, on. We Congratulations on your money. So you hate fun. We get it. No, James, yeah, James, James hates, hates fun. fun. Okay, so so we're going to have the Eagles look forward to every Sunday, obviously. But like during the week, we're going to get to sit there, and we're going to get to see Ben Simmons. We're going to see Joel Embiid. We're going to see the Flyers do their thing. Hopefully we're not going to see Ja, but you never know with that. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, hopefully Nerlens can grow up a little bit. But you know we're gonna have whoa, whoa, whoa! What do you mean growing up? That is not a grown. That is an accurate statement because he's gonna be the third center coming off the bench. Yeah, which makes me mad. But yes, I was, I was, I was. It's I, a righteous wine. I was no, scared. it's not a righteous wine. I'm sorry. When has that ever worked out well for a player or a team? When one of those guys pipes up, you know what's a righteous wine? I don't know. Sam Bradford's in Minnesota right yeah, now. Yeah, shut up and go in and talk to Colangelo in person. Don't talk don't to think the media. He has. Uh, keep it that? in the house. Oh, oh God, I we could not disagree more. When has that ever worked out well? What is the All upside? The What's the upside? It works out for the oh, player. We're going to trade John now that I talked about it. No, it's just saying like, can we move the clock already? Let's go. Get me out of here. I want to show what He's I. He's a can free do agent before. at the end of the year. No, Suck he, it up and sign somewhere. What? Like, oh my God. Shut he's not up, gonna, he's, he's, he's not going to get as much money as he would have as he's get, if he's playing consistent yeah, minutes. If he can show that it, it, and be a right, starter but somewhere. But what is him complaining about it publicly going to do? Do you think that's really going to be a positive for him? you think they're going to trade him because they did it? Yeah, I, I do. They're going to trade him anyway. And they're going to get nothing right, for him. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He, just, he just basically ruined their leverage. That's all that came out of it. Because he's a dick. Wow. Let's let's relax here. Wow, let's uh, James hates in the world. So at uh, James Seltzer, <laughs> Sixers Twitter, do your thing. That's how I feel. Uh, I want to tweet you later, honestly. Well, just, like, do, you, do you support him talking out about it? Yeah, because at the same time, here he is. He's in a contract year, right? He's even all right. Even if he goes out and earns his minutes, like everyone's complaining about, like 
he's they're not going to just bench Joff. He's earning his minutes. Like it's all going to be spread out. He's not going to have as much money in his contract here. So yeah, I mean I, I understand what he's doing. It kills his trade value, which I'm upset about. But I also don't want to get traded. So I wish it was Ja that came out and did it, and then he could get moved for a dollar or two, and then we could just move on and be better. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yes, yeah, so it's a kind of. Big, I, I'm big not arguing with the, the general overall what I want to happen, like you're saying. No, I know. I'm but just saying I, it doesn't. Like I, I don't think it does anything for Nerlens other than. I think he's losing out on millions because he's going to play 12 to 15. Do you really games. have yes. you seen the contracts in this? You think that that someone's not going to give yeah, him a Pete, max but contract? If, but he's playing 12 to 15 minutes. He's going to get whatever money. He, like he's no, going to get a max good. contract. Like no, it is. Uh, yes, he is. Are you kidding contract. me? There's they no just way. gave Solomon Hill fifty-two million dollars. Yeah, no one's even so heard of that guy. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> no, uh, you are so no, wrong here. There's no way. He gets Nerland's a max getting paid no either way. A max mid-level, like not mid-level, whatever. Like yeah, the max he, for his level. He he's earn, not a top. He could earn a max one if he's playing twenty-eight minutes. He's getting it. He's gonna. Someone's gonna give him that. Are you kidding? They just gave Mike Conley one hundred fifty million dollars. Are you crazy? Well, unless he's we're, a good, we're way off topic. Exactly. Here. So, but regardless of, <laughs> of all of the Nolan's fighting that we'll, we still we'll do a Facebook live on the Sixers later. It's <laughs> uh, Liberty broadcast or Liberty. Uh, yeah, we're actually, coming li- for you, Liberty Ballers. Li- <laughs> the uh, Liberty podcast site also too. Uh, you can uh, Sixers beat all yeah, that they, stuff. They're is better on there than too. we are at this. But I mean, why can't we have that in Philadelphia? You know, I mean, like they. Maybe just take care of the Eagles. We're not. I guess we shouldn't be asking for more of the sports teams. We should just be like, "Hey, if you can, if you can get this in here in the next three years, that's fantastic." You know, we'll take the Super Bowl over anything. You can, anything else can be uh, exceptionally bad here, Jack. I guess I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Either. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and the other thing that came up this week too is uh, suddenly Jim Schwartz is going to be the hottest commodity, and uh, there is. Uh, Coming out of uh, next year, and I, I don't know if you if we really feel a, a panic about Jim Schwartz leaving. Like suddenly it went from like he's going to be here for a long time. It is a great defensive coordinator. They open up the checkbook on him, and now he's going to be gone. I don't re- I don't really see that happening. I do see other co- coaches on this squad going though. Well, I mean, I mean, who says he really wants to be a head coach? Maybe he's like Josh McDaniels, where it takes what two years, three years for him to get back in the coaching realm, head coaching discussion. And maybe then he leaves. But Josh Daniels has been, a, I think, a pretty good head coaching candidate for the last two to three years, and he hasn't left yet. So maybe maybe he just likes being a defensive coordinator. I mean, he's basically the head coach of the defense. I mean, I like, yeah. I like what Peterson said the other day in his press conference where he said, like, listen, I don't really bother with the defense. I just let Jim do his own thing, and, and, it, and it's worked out so far. So maybe Jim likes that kind of versatility where there's no pressure on him. Full control of it. Yeah. Full control of the defense, and, and Doug's not he's in He's the GM way. of it, too. So it's just kind of like – Yeah, I mean, maybe – talking about that for a while. Yeah. Maybe he's in a good position. I, I, I would be worried about losing Jim Schwartz because I don't know who else would really replace him to that kind of level. Uh, I do like the 4-3. I'm glad they moved back to it. It's weird how they realize that this personnel's better for that rather than a 3-4, <laughs> which the genius couldn't figure out. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, it, Jim Schwartz, I think, is, is pretty key to keeping around. I, I personally am not as – and, and that's kind of – you're right. It's been kind of the talk over the last day or two is, oh, what are we going to do when we lose Jim Schwartz? Really? Are, is he really like a super, you know, high head coaching candidate? Because, it, to me, he was one of those guys who was – you know, Rex Ryan, I know he got another job, but I have a very similar type of, of, of you know, connection there in terms of a head coaching candidate – Schwartz was a terrible, awful 
like atrocious head coach before, like a really, really bad one. Yeah, we all remember the challenge flag. Like a real, yeah. Every we remember the Jim Harbaugh thing. I mean, he's the head coach of your team. You can't be fighting the other. Like that's how. I mean, it's kind of why I love him too. At the I same mean, time, too, but. I love that about him, but I love it more if it's my defensive coordinator and not my leader of my entire organization. And I, I do think that teams like. Look, Schwartz was out of the league last year. Let's not get carried away. I don't think that one great season as something that he just did in Buffalo and was, what, the fourth deep, fourth best defense in the league statistically and most sacks, all that stuff, and then has done many other times. I don't think people are just going to be like, oh, let's give Jim Schwartz a job. He'll probably be a great head coach. I think they know a little better than that. I think I'll tell you exactly who's going from this coaching tree. See, I agree with what you're going to say right here. It's John DeFilippo. Yes, that's my that's top guy. I totally agree. That's the that's next, guy I would hire. That's the next one. That's your that's your hire in Jacksonville. That is your hire in probably Buffalo. That is your hire pretty much everywhere else. Frank Reich will probably get calls. I would assume that the offensive side of the ball is going to get more phone calls than Jim Schwartz with. Yeah, and not just that. I think that DeFilippo has that type of – I know that he – Look, he's already been an offensive quarter coordinator. I know he took a step down to take that quarterback, you know, coaching job, but he's the kind of like that makes sense with the way the league is. Look, they look for those younger type of guys like the Gases or the Cutters or whatever. Not that not they have to be young per se, but guys who are up and comers. They're not looking as much for retreads. It's why Mike Zimmer took so long to get a job. It's why Bruce Arians took so long to get a job. Like that's not what the league is looking for. Like most teams, Ben McAdoo, whatever it is. They're looking for up-and-coming guys, and that, that's clearly what DiFilippo is. And when you look at Derek Carr and then now look at Carson Wentz, like that's a resume right there, man. That's a look what I did with the – quarterback is the most important position in this league. Look what I did with these two guys. That's a resume right there. And most of the guys you mentioned also, big factor in their offensive dudes. And, and that's just the, the way of the trend. That's a trend of the league too. I mean, like, listen, I know Dan Quinn had a really big victory last night, right? But – yeah, against time. the worst defense I think I've ever seen play football in my life. <laughs> yes. so let's, John was Which, with me last night. Can we talk about how awful it was to have to root against the Falcons' offense for oh, fantasy yeah, reasons? Yeah, yeah. For Watching fantasy. that game was like, oh, I'm scared. Well, not, and, not only that, but the first thing that popped into my head was like, the Giants only put up 17 yes. points how against about the squad. That? I mean, 17. that defense was epically bad last night. Like, like Devontae Freeman and Devin Gold Coleman were like knives through butter. Like they just went where they wanted, when they wanted, and it weren't even contested. It was awful. Yeah, so that's why it's just I come back to I, I think that they're going to try and break up this offensive core right away. And why wouldn't you? I mean, like you need to uh, – if that's – I mean, how much of it – this is the other question that's been asked a lot, and I don't know if I have an answer. How much of this is Wentz and how much is this the coaching? It's a great question. Because, I mean, it's obviously both here, Jack, but – I mean, when you have – I have I have a tremendous amount of respect for John DiFilippo. I always have. The way he's been able to shake that up. So, I mean, is it this – did Philadelphia get lucky here? You know, did they find the guy well, that yes, they can do – Yes, they got lucky regardless, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but, yes. Yeah. You, you have all of these great offensive minds plus, like, a very talented – got all the right tools and, more importantly, the brain to kind of go out and execute what they're doing here. I think I think the first year in that kind of system with DiFilippo, uh, Reich, Peterson, that crew is the most important year to get it out of the way. So after this year, I feel like I'm not going to get too worked up if they lose a DiFilippo, if they lose a Reich. 
Mo- most important to me is keeping Peterson and his offensive mind. Uh, so if they lost them, I think I, I think can't com- believe that just came out of your mouth. Too, I, but, way, and and like, I can't believe that I t- it's so weird to and, hear. No, still, not just here know? to not just here to weird to hear weird to hear and one hundred percent agree with. Yeah, yeah, I totally hear it. Agree. I'm like, yeah. Peterson's offensive mind is amazing. I don't want to lose that. Like that was my thought. Like, what is that? We would have never said that. No way. <laughs> no. A month ago. No way. Yeah. It's the yeah. opposite. You know, it's it's wild. So is that? Do you think? So you think right now those two other guys not as important as Doug Peterson right now? No. No. Uh, yeah. I I, I I think Doug's the most interesting. Important I don't think Jim Schwartz is important as Doug Peterson. That's how I feel wow. about Doug Peterson right now. Like uh, this guy has been, and I don't know for sure. Know it's that. really. Cl- Let's put it this way. Like that. You. It's like a pair. You need them both. Like it. That's what makes it beautiful. But I. I you can't underrate how huge Doug Peterson. Look, we talked before about execution, about this team playing together, about them, everyone working towards the same thing and on the field and, and blocking together. And I mean, that's coaching, man. That That is 100% coaching. And you have to give Doug Peterson his credit. Like, and that dude deserves credit. They're disciplined, too. Which, when, disciplined. When, they were, when I was talking about Peterson before the season, I was thinking, like, this is gonna be a train wreck. Like he, like they're gonna be offsides. There's gonna be penalties all over the place. Mm-hmm. And his ability to like this team is just so, you know, cohesive all the time, which I did not expect in year one. It's it's incredible. So I also don't think Peterson's gonna ever really leave unless we force him to leave. Because I mean, he's not gonna find a better gig than in Philadelphia with a franchise quarterback. So he's I, the new better Andy. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, through through three games. I know. I, mean, I know. I'm joking. Don't get mad at me. I don't do, at me. I do wonder though, like how he's gonna be. I'm really. I'm not. I'm not wondering. I'm, I'm curious to see how he is in a pressure situa- situation. Yeah. Like two minute warning. They're yeah. down by three. They need to go the full length of the field. Like, is it gonna be the screen plays? Is it gonna be checkdowns? Is it gonna be Carson taking shots? on the field like how is he going to manage that he, he's just been in a perfect situation where they've been blowing teams out and maybe they'll always blow teams out maybe maybe <laughs> like we'll take that too right? maybe they'll keep up this philadelphia plus where we win titles and <laughs> blow teams out every game plus 65 point differential yeah. like, the whole year so I'm, I'm curious to see that and that's that's the true testament of a of a great quarterback and how they prepare prepare on the road and, and all that stuff john my uh, one of my favorite tweets in the debate last night was I, I don't remember who tweeted it so i apologize but i retweeted it so check my twitter if you want to but <laughs> <laughs> it was Bill Belichick would sell like fix this country like immediately or something in a week or something. It was like Bill, what if in four years that tweet is Doug Peterson would <laughs> fix this country? This is the <laughs> what is going on? The offensive Belichick. I can't believe it because it's this is some of the same stuff that we said about Chip Kelly yeah, early. I know. It's the same, and I'm not trying to poo poo it. I'm just saying like it's pretty crazy that it's you know we get a little we get a little taste again yeah, and no, we're asking it, the same sure. questions for about sure. well we haven't seen him in a in a 4 minute you know behind by 10 type of situation we yep. haven't seen him in a 2 minute drill where you're down we haven't seen any but he, but because of that i don't think it's i don't think you should knock him i think i do i want to see the same thing too but because that the way that he's done this and because he's schemed and blown out teams and been aggressive you don't put yourselves in those situations yeah, I mean that's gonna that's going to happen at some point along the season. If it doesn't, that's another miracle in itself. Oh my to god! Celebrate that. Don't even go there. But <laughs> so, when do you think when do you think that happens then? Because I think that, I think it's I, I, I still think, I think Minnesota. Happen, I'm thinking Minnesota. I think that happens in my, Washington. Honestly. See, I don't like. I don't. Here's the thing. That's what happened to that chip team in Washington, and we all remember it. I I don't. I don't think that happens to this team, man. I don't. Washington doesn't scare me at all. I think Minnesota is going to be that game where you're sitting at five and zero. I really, I think they're going to be five and zero. You guys are really overlooking the Lions. It's 
I it, look why? It's why kind of hard not to. It's hard not that. Well, all right, let's okay. Because, here's because of who they just played, yeah. it's kind of hard not to. Well, uh, okay, you're right. It's a fair point. I just think the Lions are not coming off a of bye. The Eagles are coming off a of bye. If we all remember what happened last year on Thanksgiving, a vast majority. I know Carson wasn't here, but the vast happening. majority of this team was here. That's the about the entire as, defense. That's was about there. as a big a revenge, you know, type of thing as you could possibly have. And and yeah, football is a game of that. emotion yeah. more than any other sport there is. And then you've got that bye week. I really do believe that. That I always believed in the Andy bye week thing. I never thought that was uh, like. I, look, I didn't think that he was always obviously going to win every week out of the bye week. But I did believe there was something to that. There was something to the fact that. He kind of knew how to handle it because, look, any professional athlete, you know, you play baseball, Jack, like any like professional athlete habit, you know, that's such a big part of what you do. It's doing the same thing every day and following this routine and this pattern. The bye week is a real big, you know, break from your pattern, from your habit and, and coaches who can handle that well. I think there is a, a, a bonus to that. So, uh, but outside of that, I, I just think it's more the fact that with, with the injuries that Detroit has, I mean, especially if, look, if they have Ezekiel Ansa back and DeAndre Levy back, I'll be a little bit more scared. But right now they're missing their two best players in those guys. Those are their two best players. So it's just not the same team. Well, and, and just to look ahead even a little further, I mean, uh, here Abdullah was still trying to come out of his, his rookie show, and he's gone. Uh, you watched, I mean, let's be honest, his team-based defense is not great. Sam Smith was out, too. Let's not forget, the best cornerback was not playing. And you have, I mean, theoretically, he cannot run the football. He just can't. He just can't. He's there for... He's there to catch passes. I mean, it wasn't like, let's not forget that they got all those yards and all those points after they basically iced the game. Yes, yes. A lot of different factors there. It's amazing because the Steelers, the 31 things, I mean, like, I don't feel scared of any offense. Honestly, I said the other day, and I know they're not, but, like, the team, the team that I am sure right now is better than better. The only one I'm sure of sure of the pays the Patriots. Other than that, I would feel okay. I'm not saying that there are better than those other teams, but there's there's one where I'm going, I'm like, I'm like, the Patriots are better. And everybody this way, this way, this way, this the power the power Peter King, Peter King, go deep into January. Three, the lowest I've seen is seven, seven. Oh, no. Hold on. Which game was 13. We didn't expect this team to be three and zero. Now they are, so that's why there's like, okay, it's coming at some point, you know. Uh, that's a really tough question, and I didn't think about it. Uh, <laughs> Way to prepare, Jack. I know I did like no research. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's a really, really tough question. Because if we had said this is a playoff team, this team is going at ten wins. Yeah, like, does your mood change now? Is like, it the same? I feel like we would feel more like if if we knew this was a playoff team from the jump, we would have been like, this is what we expected, sorta. I mean, the, the Steelers winning would have been different, but we'd have been like, this is what we expected. Now that's like this. It's just I feel like everyone just has a huge weight off their shoulders, which is a weird feeling as an Eagles fan. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing. I think even more so, it's just the fact that not only is it just the unexpectedness of how good the team is, but 
it's that added weight of the Peterson-Wentz combo of coming in with that quarterback-QB combo and having such a, uh, uh, you know, being so unsure about it. And to, for it to be as good as it's been, it's... I think it's overwhelming yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, Jack, we appreciate you uh, you coming up and hanging out, my man. Is we're gonna we're gonna close things out with our good friend Jim Harris. But uh, t- what's your what's your Twitter handle? Your uh, it's, personal one. It's at Jack underscore Fritz thirty four. There it is. After Roy Halladay. Of course. Okay, beautiful. I'll that. Oh, I made it a while ago. So <laughs> back when I was a dominant pitcher, back in my heyday, that's when I made the Twitter. Account. Jack was a Jack was a beast back in the day. back in the day. And then obviously follow Philly Fan Life if you're not already, which you know. Yeah, what are you doing if you're not? together. I, 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 you know, I've got 22, 22.6 thousand followers, and it feels like I have, like, 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something. I have, like, 2,200, so I'm I'm pretty sure it doesn't feel nearly as cool as 22.6. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for having me on, guys. You, you and, got it, uh, Jack. Thanks for, you guys thanks for hanging out. See, that's the way it happens. You can just come out, and, uh, you drink some Bud Lights, you have some good food. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, like we said, we are at Nippers on Main Street in Norristown, and the, the best part about our day so far has been German Reyes, who invited us with the open arms as we kind of came in here. And he goes, oh, you haven't seen the bus yet. And then and then he took us on the ultimate tailgate bus. German, what has happened to men? We're so glad to be here tonight. Well, I'm glad you guys could show up. You know, I, I thought of you right away when I saw the Bleeding Green Nation. I'm like, they're going to love this bus. <laughs> it has <laughs> Bleeding Green written well, on the side. Well, that's the thing. is, like we had people being like, oh, is that your bus outside? And we're like, <laughs> no. what bus? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, when they told me you guys were coming, like, they may even do a podcast off the bus one day. Who knows? Yeah, that would you be know? awesome. Oh my that would God. be amazing. Lock it in. I, I, can we get, yeah, let's move it outside. I'm as ready. soon as we're done with this, boy, I'd like we can. Do, it, can we stand on the roof and just like do it for or the roof of the bus or something we like that? We could do the roof of the bus, but we can't be traveling. Oh yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know I just I mean? in the K, oh yeah in the K lot, like we have mentioned, where he where he is at it. As soon as the gates open, he is there. I think we once you're parked and in there. We should probably do like a, a live pregame or something I like that. I love it. Get everybody started before we all walk into the stadium. That oh, would be yeah, awesome. That would be really good. So how, you said you've been here for four. Oh, excuse me. My voice is cracking. we got a 14-year-old as well. You've been here for 14 years. 14 is that right? Years, yes. I've been here 14 years. Uh, amazingly, it doesn't feel for like 14 years. Time yeah. just goes past, you know. I felt them when we were losing. Yeah. And I felt, <laughs> I felt it really bad this, this uh, three years. Thank Chip. And... Uh, yeah, but no, we've been here doing food here. Um, got involved with actually doing the wing bowl twice. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, That's, there so you go. I had an eater about six years ago. Um, and then last year I was in the entourage for uh, Danny. Oh, nice. Wing. Awesome. Okay. And we ended up winning the uh, entourage, which is kind of cool. That's awesome. That's it. See, that's what I'm saying. And that, I mean, like. The bar is always packed. There's you can you can hang out and uh, and drink. Like I said, they have the the happy hour pizza prices that go on through here. TVs can, everywhere. T- Three dollar Bud Lights every day. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, and plus you can get it. Uh, you can get slices to go too, which is like it's the it's the perfect spot it's for the best of both worlds. In and it out, it's like it's, it's yeah, because you go and just grab a slice. You can come in. You have a beer. It's like it's it's perfect. Well, yeah, actually, we're known for our burgers and our seafood, especially our seafood. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, that too. I spent some time in New Orleans cooking. With family and brought really? the recipes up, yeah. So actually, um, if you look it up, you'll see we're known for crab legs and stuff like That's that. That's awesome. And see, we're yeah, there, there's not a ton of that around this area either. So I'm, I'm glad no. that it's just like. No, there's not really much, but I mean, good ones. Yeah, that, that's, well, that's, that's the key. The key. Yeah, that's exactly. The that's the there thing. are ones around. They're just mostly not good. So what's like the what's your what's your biggest selling burger here? Then is you have a specialty one? Yeah, actually, uh, I was in the Philadelphia contest last year. Came in. And I think it came in third or fourth, something wow. like that. It awesome. was the Bayou Burger. It was uh, oh, Indubi yes. Sausage and Alligator. 
Oh, oh yes. Oh, man. Oh, I'm in. And what about so, what, uh, what kind of like uh, different uh, crab specials type of stuff do you have running here? Well, usually um, Wednesdays are crab specials where we uh, discount all the crabs from snow crabs, Alaskan, and Dungeness. And now and then I bring blue points in when they're nice oh, sizes. Are, it's a perfect, yeah, you're starting to get the, one, especially when you hit in October, too. Like, yeah, it is man. the perfect time for blue points. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, oh, that's very exciting. Well, I'm definitely going to be back for blue points. Uh, German, thank and you so December much. And December 20th, we'll oh, yes. be back oh, as yes. well. December 20th, we'll be here, too, so make sure to mark that on your calendar. German, thank you so much for having us. Right, thank you very man. much, this guys, for coming in. Yeah, tell course. everyone again where they can find you guys on Facebook and all that good stuff. Well, on Facebook, it's nippersbarandpizza.com for the website. The website goes right to the, um, Facebook. Oh, perfect. So you'll see all everything that's listed every single day, all the specials. So, yeah, please come in. Guys, it's a good time, and the beer's cold, yes. which oh, matters. Can matters confirm, baby. Can, can confirm that it's cold. So that's going to wrap it up for BGN Radio Live number two, presented by Bud Light, and we will see you next week.